You are listening to episode 46 of the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. Today, I'll be offering a suggestion about how to discontinue old thoughts. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Hello, how are you doing today? I am really enjoying listening to my thinking today. (laughs) This morning, I woke up and I just, I don't know, some days I wake up feeling well rested and some days I think, oh, I might have liked a little extra sleep or I don't know, it just takes me a little time to warm up during the day. And so it's fun recording this today because I had the experience earlier of thinking there's a lot of thoughts rolling through my head, and I I just got curious about it. Today, I want to talk to you about this concept that I've been experimenting with myself and with some of my clients, and it all pretty much starts with listening to how you talk to yourself about the world and about yourself. Let's think about how thoughts work and how they arrive into your mind. Then we'll talk about ways to respond, including this idea of discontinued thoughts. (laughs) So we'll see how this goes today. I'm going to, my thoughts are that we're just going to have a conversation and see how this evolves. But let's start just by thinking about how thoughts work in the first place. Obviously, human beings, when we acquire language, that language converts into thoughts that we hear in that language. It actually is very curious to me to even think about it. I actually didn't look it up, and I don't know how we could even measure this, but I'm assuming that babies are born with some semblance of knowledge. I mean, even inside the womb, they can hear voices and sounds. It makes me wonder what thinking would be like without the words. (laughs) Because I listen to my thoughts and they have words. And then there are, I guess we would call them feelings, you know, things that don't have the cognitive layer of language around them, the sensation, some people call it intuition, some people call it emotions, some people call it the subconscious thinking that hasn't yet tickled the prefrontal cortex, as I say. So thoughts are there. Think about when you started noticing hearing your thinking and being reactive to it. Was it four, five, six years old? Maybe it'd be fun to reflect on that for you. I remember being you know, I would say three or four and noticing having thoughts about things. Maybe that's a false memory. You know, all of our memories are actually recreated at the moment we're reflecting on them. But then as we grow and develop, our minds offer thoughts and depending on how much we pay attention to it, they will become habit thoughts. They'll become beliefs. And thoughts are a way for our mind to have a direction to focus on. Think about your relationship with your thinking over time. When you were a kid, did you notice 
thinking things and pausing. For example, oh, I, I don't know if I'm welcome in that group of kids and pausing before joining in or I, this is exciting and just feeling elated. As an adult now, how much are you tuned into the radio station of your mind? Do you hear your thinking or are you not someone who's really paying attention to the running dialogue? I call it, you know, it is, I guess, technically a monologue, except my thinking seems to have different characters. When it gets down to two voices up in my mind, that's pretty quiet. That's a joke I used to make. What is your relationship to noticing your thinking? Do you have thinking that you label as positive? Do you have thinking that you label as negative? And what's your relationship with different kinds of thoughts? I don't necessarily align with this idea that there's positive thinking and negative thinking. All thinking is just neutral until there's a subsequent set of thoughts about it. And I like to think of it more like, is this thinking taking you somewhere you want to go or not? Is it helping you? Is it serving the goals that you have or the person that you want to be or not? Honestly, a lot of us have thinking that just it just flops up there in our mental awareness. And, you know, it just doesn't take us anywhere we want to go. In particular, notice how you think about your past. When you think of certain events, are there certain memories that your mind spends a lot of time recreating. Isn't that interesting? I think a lot of times about how curious it is, especially when I'm coaching people, they'll come in and say, well, the reason that I feel like this is because one Thursday after school, I came home and my mom said dot, dot, dot. I think, how curious. Why do you think your mind remembered this 10-minute episode from that day when chances are it doesn't remember anything else or it's not serving anything else about that day into your awareness. Notice how curious it is that when we tell the story of our past, our mind is picking these moments that probably had a strong emotional resonance because our mind generally, for a lot of people, there are some people who who will literally remember every moment of their lives and what was happening. But for most of us, our mind, when it thinks about the past, is is going to a short list of events. There, It's not like scrolling through the microfiche and reading page by page. It's fast-forwarding to one and then fast-forwarding to another. I think that's really interesting because there's nothing necessarily there's no necessary reason for your mind to remember that, except probably it's in the habit of going back and replaying that scene, recreating it in your mind. Let's talk about the future. When you think of the future, are you someone whose mind just goes blank and can't even go there? Do you spend a lot of time thinking about the future? Do you feel excited about the future? Do you worry about the future? How do you feel about the uncertainty of the future? Every future is uncertain, but what's your relationship with that? Then coming into the present moment, how often do you think about the past? How often do you think about the future? How often are you just running a narrative of your everyday life? 
One thing that has been interesting for me is I am more tuned into the radio station of my thinking. It's not just a fuzzy in-between station. It's it's actually pretty dialed in and pretty clear. I was chopping vegetables and I could hear my mind thinking and I ended up nicking my thumb, cutting my thumb a little bit. What was so funny is I was telling my son about it later. I said, what's so funny is I was listening to my mind and thinking, what a bizarre thing to be thinking about when I cut myself. I was distracted by my thinking about my thinking. Sometimes things get very meta in the mind of a coach. Let's come to this idea of thoughts we want to choose on purpose compared to thoughts we might want to discontinue. There may be thoughts that you have that help you create the future that you want and create a day that you like, like that make you enjoy today more and help you create the future that you want. For example, if I'm feeling anxious about what is in my email inbox, I can tell myself, ah, I'll, you know, I, that's fine. I get, I've always been able to manage email from now. No need to be anxious. I'll set aside 30 minutes and I'm going to be really efficient. That's a thought that I've learned to practice that really serves me instead of being like, oh, there's so much email. I don't know how I'm going to keep up with it. I'm so irritated by being put on these email threads where 19% of my email is stuff I don't even need to see, um, blah, blah, blah. So that's a specific example of helpful thoughts and thoughts that make us feel anxious or distracted or overwhelmed. Notice your thinking and whether there are thoughts that don't serve you. I like to play with thoughts that don't serve me. In fact, I even did an episode of the podcast called Objection, Overruled and Sustained Thoughts. This is an adjustment on what I talked about then. These thoughts will come up and I still play the objection, your honor game and be like, oh, what is going on with the thought objection? I need a judge to rule this. I've also been encouraging myself with certain thoughts that my brain is in the habit of thinking. Sometimes I'll even very deliberately call up a mental image that some of my thoughts, I have decided to discontinue them. They are out of print or they're in another language that my brain doesn't understand anymore. I'm sorry, these thoughts are no longer viable for me to use as an opinion about myself or an opinion about the world, etc. Thinking of a specific example, most people have primal hesitation, for lack of a better phrase. Maybe they're overwhelmed about the email in their inbox, and it's because they're worried that they're not performing at work because maybe they have imposter syndrome and they don't know why they're in that job in the first place. And it's only a matter of time before they get found out that they're not as good as other people think they are. It comes down to this primal thinking pattern, which is you're not good enough. I mean, almost every uncomfortable bundle of thoughts and feelings comes down to some version of I'm not good enough, I'm not part of the group, I'm going to get in trouble, I'm not safe. It gets very primitive. When we can catch thoughts that tap into that primal hesitation, that primal discomfort we have with how we're showing up, we can discontinue the thought. 
in that example, it'll be like, oh, it's only a matter of time before I get found out. I might say, oh, I know this thought. This thought comes up when I'm feeling stressed out about about work and feeling that sense of overwhelm that I won't be able to keep up. And it's not true. There isn't a squad at work, most likely, who's searching out. They're bringing in the, you know, the imposter syndrome dogs and they're sniffing everybody's desk and being like, that one, she's an imposter. How could we have hired her? I mean, a lot of people have that feeling that, oh, if they only knew, if they really only knew the truth, they would find me out and boop, I'd be kicked out of the group. So that thought I know doesn't serve me. I know it's just, it is just a thought that comes up and I can say, oh, oh, that thought, the imposter syndrome thought, I'm going to be found out and I'm going to get fired and dot, dot, dot. I can say, is this an actual thought that it helps me with my problem solving. Oh, no, this thought doesn't help with email. Why? Oh, it's a discontinued thought. This thought is now out of print. Oh, let me let me go ahead and and move this to the side. And I'm going to go and spend 10 minutes with my email now. It can be a very light, playful way of saying this thought is legitimately not worth my time and attention. It's a playful way of visually tapping into your brain's imaginary capacity of saying, oh, this thought, oh, that's discontinued. Or, oh, this thought, that's been recalled. We're not selling that right now. And just almost mentally painting the picture of of taking it out of the assembly line of thoughts and saying, oh, I'm sorry, my apologies. It's just not helping. Goodbye, thought. (laughs) Hopefully this has your thinking curious about what you're saying when you're talking to yourself about your your own life, your own capabilities, your own history, your partner, your kids, your coworkers, your boss. Are there thoughts that roll through your head? They're very effective at getting your attention and it's time to change your relationship with them. We don't stop thinking. We don't prevent thoughts from coming into our mind. That's just what our brain does. It's like, oh, look, it's a situation. Quick, Hit E2 and it'll throw a thought up on the teleprompter of our awareness, right? And when those thoughts are there, we have so much power over how we react to them. It starts with being really, really aware and then deciding how you want to be on purpose. Like I say, so this is happening. This thought is here. Now what? And the idea of discontinuing thoughts is just one playful way to approach how you choose what you're going to do when that thinking just pops up into your mind. All right, I have an invitation for you this week. So this week's Coach Lisa invitation is play with word pictures. I've offered discontinuing these thoughts or they're out of print or I'm sorry, that thought has been recalled. I need to get this one out of the lot before we move forward. What word pictures come to mind? If you're not in the Facebook group, the Less Stress, More Fun Facebook group, you are more than welcome to join anytime. You can find the the thread that will go with this podcast episode and share the word pictures you come up with. I love word pictures. I love metaphors. I think they're such a powerful thinking tool because they help bypass that language-heavy mental processing and take us into the land of pictures 
And that can be such a powerful way to connect with yourself and improve the relationship with yourself. So if you have great word pictures, I definitely want to hear them. I can add that to my toolkit. I think this ended up being a fun conversation, and I hope you think it was too. I can't wait to talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying what you're learning, I'd love to have you as a member of the Less Stress, More Fun community on Facebook. Join me there to continue the conversation from the podcast. Plus, you'll get access to things I share only with community members. I'll talk to you next week.